archaeologists with artifacts. This is our Indiana Jones podcast. All right, everyone, welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always, and this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tease. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tease. They'll get get it done. done. There you go. In sync again, back to back weeks. We are here today to bring you our fourth and final Indiana Jones podcast. And I can say that I am fucking burnout. Yeah, I'm done with it. And I think the boys are too. Before we start, this is Crystal Skull, right? Yes. Can you give us a a brief synopsis of this? He has it. You know he's got it. Not yet. Um, But we are so burnout that we needed to inject our veins with some electricity. And uh, to do so, we thought it would be you know, good for the podcast to bring back former special guest, Joe from Lunch Money Quizzo, who appeared on our TV sitcom draft and lost. Welcome back to the podcast, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So um, recently, Joe was promoting on his Twitter when he was on last time, uh, where he is a sore loser and is not happy with the outcome of the TV sitcom draft, which our winner is was Roberto, which is basically Bob. In spirit. In spirit, because they are basically literally the, the exact same person. And, uh, so, yeah, there was a big social media campaign this past week. I mean, this will be like a month ago by the time this gets out, but. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's two aspects to it. Do you want the uh, the aggressive one first or the more uh, peaceful one? Uh, it's, it's up to you. So my beef goes back to the guilty pleasure episode or a um, roster spot we added oh this is where we had, we actually agreed on this on social media. yes yeah but i might come at you a little bit too because i feel like you guys just all picked three good shows as guilty pleasures like i picked the line with the uh, picked the tv show with the chronic ma- masturbator what was you your guilty picked, pleasure like, bluey i picked bluey oh that's right the chronic masturbator so, <laughs> like, so rp picked by the bell i would have <laughs> well the, the funny thing is that joe made a good masturbation joke about saved Ooh. by the bell but my guilty pleasure was, I thought my guilty pleasure was Home Improvement. No, you picked Home Improvement no. as technically your 90s, because I got pissed because that was going to be my guilty pleasure. But what what, uh, what he was referring to is I said, like, yeah, like, you can't say that Saved by the Bell is a guilty pleasure just because you loved doing it in the 90s. Like, that's like the same thing. I, I, I butchered it. I'll the look it up. Joke. I'll, I'll look it up and we can. Uh, Joe's thing was saying Saved by the Bell is your guilty pleasure show is like saying masturbation is your favorite guilty pleasure activity. Just because we were obsessed with it in the 90s doesn't mean we need to feel bad about enjoying it now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we brought Joe back, as we said, to discuss mm. Kingdom of the uh, Crystal Skull, which in my opinion is the most vanilla movie I have ever seen. But before we even get into that, can I tell you right now that I watched it two days ago? And until RP just said that, I didn't realize that it was called Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Because I've always just referred to it as Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I had to look at Same. my DVD <laughs> box set down there and be like, oh, it is King- Kingdom's like, in the title. Like, like, I literally went and, and found it on Netflix and watched it and still didn't realize that it was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull until you just said that 13 seconds ago. So, like you said, we are here for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The 
funny thing is I had the exact same experience with the uh, Kingdom part today when I rewatched this movie for the first time since 2008. So I did some research, and apparently, like, uh, Spielberg fought to have Kingdom kept in there. Like, everyone really? was saying, just do Crystal Skull. And he's like, no, we need to have the Kingdom. <laughs> I see. I thought it was called the Crystal Skull Kingdom. Ah. So you just you just that's, blew my mind a little bit. That's because you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's just... I'm not gonna waste your time with that. That's, that's a, of all the overseas translation of it. <laughs> of all the things in the movie, that's the weirdest thing to want to argue to keep in is kingdom. Like, <laughs> what the, the fuck? It's but important because there's a monarchy that we needed to. They needed to establish that we didn't really see. That's true. We know what sound right now sounds like a good time for a nice, juicy, crispy synopsis. Of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, Alright, please hit This is our favorite part of these Indiana Jones episodes that Joe's yet to hear. It's the height of the Cold War, and famous <laughs> archaeologist Indiana Jones, returning from his la- latest adventure, finds out his job in Marshall College is in jeopardy. He meets Mutt, played by Shia LaBeouf, a young man who wants who wants Indy to help him find the legendary Crystal Skull of Akator. And the pair set out for Peru. However, deadly agent Irina Spolka played by Kate Planchette, is searching for the powerful artifact too because the Soviets believe it can help them conquer the world. Now, uh, Irina, played by Kate Planchette... Irina. Is it Irina? I think so. Uh, Irina, played by Kate Planchette, does the most Rocky and Bullwinkle Russian accent um, <laughs> that was really fucking awful to sit through. And I'm somebody that really admires Kate Planchette. So before we even... Before, before we do... Because there's some shit that we're going to have to get get into. So this movie was le- released May 22nd, 2008, which is 19 years later. And so in the movie, just while we're... Because that's one, the one note that I had. In the movie, it's 19 years later it's in that exactly. time period. Yep. So that, I did like that. And yeah. I didn't know that it was 19 years later until I just saw that on your notes. But like, as far as when Last Crusade happens and Crystal Skull happens in like the 30s and the 50s, it is 19 years apart. Yeah, it's 19 years from oh, cool. Last Crusade to, um, in their timeline, till from 3 to 4. So that's actually pretty cool. So the movie cost $185 million to make, and its box office gross was $790 million. So and I contributed were, to that. Yeah, so did I. People were... Dying for more indie like we are now, kind of, for five. I'm excited for five. Shia LaBeouf was also huge in 2000. He was. He was really big, even Stevens. Um, it had a 101. <laughs> even Stevens. Ten years after Stevens. He was crushing on even Stevens. It made $101 million on opening weekend, and it has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's probably which too is, high. Which is lower than Temple of Doom, which we regard as the worst in the Yeah, you know what, film. though? I, it wasn't as bad okay. as I thought when I rewatched it. I agree, it's not. No, it's, I think we, is that your thing, Joe? Is that your big heel turn thing? That was my that was my take. Is that I saw it in two thousand eight, didn't like it, remember the backlash, and I watched it today. I'm like, this is just a solid Indiana Jones film. Like, I, th- I don't. It's not, I, it's not groundbreaking. Yeah, I think my problem with it is uh, it's two hours, and I'd say for like for an hour and a half, I was like, why did I hate this movie in two thousand eight? Like, why did yeah. I walk out of the theater thinking, like, that sucked? And then there's, like, three or four things that happened in that last half hour where I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. I thought I was coming in hotter with my Indiana Jones takes because my two takes were, this is better than I remembered, and um, what you call it? The one that we just said was the bad one. Temple of Doom's the worst. Yeah. It's awful. I watched that one a few months ago, and that was 
kind of garbage, and yeah, you guys sucks. are all on the same page. Yeah, no, it's not good. We realized that when we re- I mean, I remember like thinking like this is it's just goofier than the rest, but like yeah. rewatching it and like being analytical. I was like, this. Is, I don't like this. Before the rewatch, the only part I remembered from that movie was the, Kali the Ma, Kali Ma scene. Like, I didn't hate this movie. That's the thing. I didn't. I just, at the end of the movie, it did nothing for me. I felt nothing. I mean, it could. It was a long day when I watched it, but yeah. it was like, okay, like, those two hours just happened. Where it's like, with Temple of Doom, I was sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, with this, <laughs> I was just like, no, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, tor- towards the end of this, for me, I think I had the what the fuck moments. Like, the, like... We'll start with the biggest thing, just to kind of a topic, which I think Marvel talked about this too. Where aliens are not that far fetched. I mean, in the last one, he's going to look for Jesus's Grail. Like, and absolutely, I was in the same thing. Like, there's such a backlash about the aliens, I, and, and I, I'm like, we were ripping hearts out of people. We were like confirming the existence of God. But aliens is too. Like, aliens are too far. Don't no, because yeah. I'm going to argue this, and I don't want to get to it yet because the end of the movie. I have a point but about this there, too. I don't mind the aliens, but there's things about what happens at the end with the aliens that I do dislike. Start, let's start from where it starts. Right, like, so, I, I enjoyed the first scene. The military, um, what you call a caravan going by, some did, punk kids are challenging to a race. So like, really, so you actually enjoyed that? I put that down that it's the worst opening like of all the four movies. It's so boring. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I had it's one, just, it's I just had showing one, the credits. It's fine. One problem with well, that, it's like kind of the opening scene when uh, it's like the Nazi fake out where like they start shooting everybody. The dude bends down to like fake tie his shoe. But they were already shooting at that point. Like he didn't have to commit to actually like fake tie in the shoe. He could have just stepped to the side and they would have shot. I have a bunch of uh, I have a bunch of notes in the beginning, and I'll get Joe's right, and I agree with what Joe's saying here. But I did say right down to the nitty gritty with the murder. Like it's like three minutes in and they start killing a bunch of people. Like, yeah. they didn't waste any time here. They the the villain shows up. Uh, like everything happens really quick in this film. I think that there's a big. I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think between the last one and, and this one, more things have to be shown in opening credits of films, which is why opening scenes have become like more dragged out mm-hmm. and like extended. So I think okay. that's probably why they had that like race scene to get because you credits. have to get through those credits instead mm-hmm. of just going like like you, the the Russians are shooting these guys at a base and it's like screen editor whoever yeah. blah 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 blah. Like in the corner, but I mean, I could because I know like that old... actually happened when we were watching the newest <clears throat> Mission Impossible the other day. They got through like the opening sequence, like and everything, and then they showed the Mission Impossible thing, and then they're like he's pulling up on like a tarmac, and it's like visual editor, like in the corner, and it's just like <laughs> this is weird. It doesn't fit. The movie's already started. Because I know like I, I'm assuming it's changed at some point. If you watch like old old Disney cartoons, they did all the credits in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like Robin Hood, like the entire credit sequence is how the movie opens. Yeah, I mean, wow. what's can you think of the last movie you saw recently in theaters that had all the credits in the beginning of the in the movie? No, most of them just do the the, the title and then they but do that the stuff so, at the end. I feel like there's probably some reason that they had such a because I, I I mean we just rewatched them, but I don't remember having all those names in the beginning of like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was like a few here and there. I feel like this was just a longer credit sequence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the car didn't bother me as much. It's cheesy, but it was like the 50s. It was like, hey, yeah. look, we're in the 50s. I got a hot rod. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. I think it was more just setting tone. Maybe, Get a load of these guys. Of like when the, the film took place. So we got to that, We and then we, we get to the military scene that Shane talked about. 
And and then, Shane, and then, I, I, actually, can I stop? Because I've been dying to talk about that. Shane, you brought it up. The choreographed, like, that seemed like if High School Musical did a war scene, <laughs> that's how it would play out. Like, like, one guy bends over, ties shoes, everyone jumps over to perfect space to the left <laughs> and the right and opens fire. Like, how'd you guys feel about that? I didn't think about it. It's just about how they were. That was the first thing I wrote down. I was like, "Well, that's really fucking unnecessary." Like, like I didn't realize how ready sh- they're already shooting, and he's still like fucking around with his shoelace. Yeah, he really committed of, to the shoe thing. The thought I had was like, it seems so random. Like he's like he could have just stood still. It's not like he bends down and someone shoots over him. Like so. Then they go into the base, Indy gets out of the trunk, right? Which is, I put down the note that this is a cool first shot of Indy. You see his back. Yes. Putting the hat on. I mean, you're thinking yeah. this is 19 years since you've seen Indiana Jones. And he's Jones. old as shit. And he's old as shit. And this is the way you want to see. When you think of Indy, you think of like kind of that that shot. And speaking of shots, is Joe getting ready to take one? He's putting more rum in his drink. No, it's a fresh one. Fresh drink. It's a fresh drink. Yeah. Okay. I, but, uh, I just I was, said I was just drinking iced tea for like two minutes. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said Indy looks good. You know, for being 65 years old, Harrison Ford looks fucking good. Falling on his knees and shit. Yeah, no, I, think, oh, yeah. I remember that when this came out, thinking like he's still and I and they play on it too. Yeah, a couple times in the movie, yeah. which is good. Like I, it's not like hey, he's still Indiana Jones. He's clearly older, but he can still get around and do some shit. He still fucks. Basically, he like, absolutely still fucks. Um, not the years, but the miles, right? Yeah. yeah. And then at the six minute mark, I don't usually keep track of time. Six minute mark, the villain is introduced. Does not take mm. long at all. And it's very, it's I'm cool with it, but again, she sounds like a fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle villain. Yeah. We do not know where the missile is. Like, oh no, Natasha. It's like she did not land for me. No, and I like her, and she's a really good act. Why that surprised me. Unless that's what they were going for, like this, because the whole fifties, because that's the indie movies where it's like that that serial type of, of throwback movie where this yeah. is what the Russian villains did sound like. But to be able to be, I mean, like that's that's also what I was thinking about while watching this movie is um, how will indie five come off now? You know, I feel like if Raiders was released now, it might mm-hmm. not be a big hit. It might, yeah. and so. That got me thinking. Whereas, is a was the two thousand? I mean, obviously, the box office showed. Will the two thousand and twenty audience be ready for an Indiana Jones five with an eighty year old Harrison Ford? I mean, if they play him as an eighty year old Harrison Ford, right? So I'm like me as a fan of these movies. I would love to see the same type of like campy, more but like more seriously takes itself a little bit serious. But I think that's why maybe Kate Blanchett's accent was that way, and it wasn't necessarily. Like her trying her best in a Russian accent. Well, I feel like the, like the movie. I mean, at least the opening was honest. We knew exactly what we were getting in those first five minutes. Like, kind of like the ridiculous choreographed attack. The uh, villain with the over the top act. Indiana Jones, how old he is, and how it's going to be a little bit tougher. And it's like, all right, wait, we're here just for like a fun movie. It's campy. It's like you know, you're not going like, to come here expecting to see realistic stunts and all like. In the first five minutes, it's like, hey, we're here to have some fun. Like, it's going to be kind of silly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Indy's still yeah. doing the same thing at 65 years old, dodging yeah. every single bullet, which is definitely a Lucasfilms thing. Uh, I, so I said, it's not yet, but like when they're in the warehouse, I did write, who's worse at shooting, Stormtroopers or anybody in an Indiana Ooh. Jones movie? <laughs> I know. But I, unless... I think one person in every in any Indiana Jones movie has actually like been 
legitimately shot, and it's the guy in Raiders. But that's the only one that's clearly landing. Yeah, but I mean, that's why I think Kate Blanchett has a fucking sword, which is a bold move. Like, what villain carries around a fucking sword instead of a gun? (laughs) Well, Temple of Doom, they didn't have guns for the first, like hour and a half and then all of a sudden they all had guns so but they had bow and arrows and, and reasonable stuff's not swords nothing matters but that just obviously foreshadows so there's a couple of things that happened in the warehouse scene that i thought were funny but also uh some of it was fucked up so one of the things that i had was that what is your take on speaking about the the warehouse like they're going to look for this alien cocoon Fucking U.S. government would not house an alien cocoon. They would experiment the shit out of that. Did you guys put any in mind to that? No, because they didn't experiment the Ark of the Covenant. Mm, it's just like that's it the was, indie world. They just put but, things in but, boxes and hide them. That was examined by top men. That's what they said. <laughs> but yeah, they just put things in boxes, and that's that's that. So like, as far get as around in, to it. what's that? There's a lot of boxes there. Like it's gonna take a while to get around to them. Yeah, they'll get there. Indy definitely says something about. Uh, Wobble use to the Russians, which is a very funny uh, Russian joke. That was just a very subtle racist joke that I thought I didn't expect what, to hear. What was the joke? He says something about how they. He says you you guys with your wobble use or something like that instead of W because they. Oh, the wobble use. Yeah. So what did you have, Bob? I had the wobble use, super subtle racist joke. Classic Mac. Once he makes the turn, yeah. this character who we do not fucking know at all. With the big turn. Oh, who expected that? That's classic Mac there. Like, you can't have a character that nobody knows turn and be like, oh my god, he turned. Yeah, I, I saw, like when I was watching, I was like, we, did we meet this guy before? Uh, or? Oh, not Mac. Yeah. Who would have figured? Oh, no. Like, it literally says, classic Mac. Of course, Mac's a traitor since we've never fucking met him. <laughs> After all these years, Mac. Wait, hold on. I had, I had. So, I don't know if it comes before or after the classic Mac turn. But when he when he throws the gun on the ground and it shoots the Russian guy in the foot, he oh, waits yeah. a solid five seconds before he runs away. <laughs> He's like, old. He really makes sure that it shot him in the foot. <laughs> and also, what I noticed in this movie, like that moment in particular, like it's very campy. Like I'm gonna punch guys in the face repeatedly. No one's gonna get hurt. And every once in a while, they sprinkle in just like solid war. Like you just see three toes get blown off. <laughs> You see nine guys get like lit on fire, but then also it's gonna be like just like silly like nineteen fifties John Wayne fighting too. Mm-hmm. Like what did you say? Comic book or Kapals or whatever? Oh, cartoon, cartoon fight, cartoon, cartoon punches. punches, cartoon. The punches. one in the beginning, he goes drop dead, and then it's like a cartoon punch sound. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a uh, the whip, where he's like, it doesn't work. Like he he like messes up with the whip. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. And that was all the warehouse stuff. Yeah. And it's like, all right, yeah, he's old. He's at, he's rusty. Yeah, I like right. I said that um, his first use of the whip looked so bad when he was like, but you can't, you guys obviously listen and can't see, but his arm like kind of went like real lightly and it's supposed to hit the bad guy like really quick. I was just like, it doesn't, it just didn't look good. But then when he swings and he hits the truck, his response is, ah, oh, damn, I thought I had that. Funny. Yeah, I like funny. that. Yeah. I like that line. Yeah. Yeah. And then the arc sighting. I mean, it's a typical, like, indie chase scene situation going on. So, like, all that stuff was normal. Like, my, he's still a badass. My favorite part from that scene is the CGI gophers. They're <laughs> so bad. Dude, there's so much bad CGI here. Like, they couldn't get the same guy that did the gopher for, like, Caddyshack. 
Yeah. Throwing just, some, like, animatronic I, gophers. Like, they looked horrible. Yeah, I just... It was bad, but before that, they they obviously ride this this rocket out into that place. And, and and Joe, I don't know if you want to add anything that we're missing in between these scenes. No, no, no. I, I, I think we have the main points. Yeah, anything you have, just speak up. Um, yeah. Because I know we can sometimes talk a lot. Um, but obviously, besides widely over-the-top explosives, like when he busts into the crates and everything fucking explodes... Um, when that, they, that carried over from the Last Crusade. That was yeah, one of the things a, we talked about. Like, they, they, the ship blew up in the Last Crusade, and it was like a fucking nuclear weapon. Went off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny we're hitting a few things right now. You mentioned the uh, CGI gophers, and I thought the same thing. And uh, I was reading up a little bit on it, and two points here: one, they went into this deliberately trying not to use CGI. I read like their goal was to try to make it more like the '80s, campy, like special effects type stuff. So, like, one, cool, but then you throw in, like, monkeys and gophers. I was going to say, everything that fell flat for me was CGI. Was the CGI. It was so fucking monkeys, man. Don't even, we'll get there. There's a lot (laughs) that happens in that jungle. The explosion is real. I guess we're, we're like, laughing about how big it was. Like, they literally blew that up, and I read that one of the explosion devices didn't blow up fell down and landed in the seat next to Harrison Ford, but but did not blow up. So like, he, he like, sat next to a bomb during that scene. That's like the fourth time he's almost died on these I movies. think every time he films it, he almost dies. Yeah. He really wants to die between that and every airplane incident that's come out <laughs> the last like, two years with him. It's indie. He doesn't give a fuck. But right. um, one of the things where he falls down before we see these more CGI gophers is that he lands <laughs> on the rocket. And if anybody took a real close look at that rocket, it looks very, very familiar to Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Uh, and it looks a lot like one of those pods because, I mean, it's Lucas Films. They can use yeah. that shit. And I thought it was a nice, subtle nod to Star Wars. And obviously, there's another huge nod later in the film. Um, this is the second time we brought Star Wars up. And uh, so I, I need to, like, weigh in now that this is... A, it's funny because Star Wars really um, affected the way that I came into this film. I spent the last like year and a half, like with the, the last Star Wars coming out, um, rewatching the whole series and all, and like picking it apart and absolutely getting to the point where I'm, I, I hate it. And something I used to love, now I hate. I spent so much time like dwelling on stuff. Right. And finally, my fiance one day said, like, just try to enjoy the movie, just relax, and like think of things you'd like about it. So I went into this movie with that mindset, where I'm like, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, like, yes, like, I don't know if gunpowder in the air will really float to a magnetic spot, <laughs> or like, if an I old need shotgun shells. one guy in a foot and dodge 19 bullets, <laughs> 19,000 bullets. John, I'm like, all right, what's that? I want to double down on what you had to say. Yes, these movies are meant to be fun. Everything's right? meant to be fun, and uh, we should enjoy it, and... You know, you mentioned the Star Wars stuff, and I just want to tell you that recently I came across um, one of the, um, on Disney Plus, there's the the Disney Gallery for the Mandalorian, it's behind the scenes stuff. If you watch the second episode for behind the scenes, it's about the legacy, and Dave Filoni, who's in charge of the Clone Wars, talks, it takes about 10 minutes talking about the connection of episode one to six, and this man fucking understands Star Wars, it changed my whole perspective on the prequels. And then, obviously, we love the original trilogy. And then, and then the new trilogy, it is what it is. It's not really good after seven. But um, maybe check that out. All right. You look like you're about to get started. That was, started. That was a hot well, take. 
we're, we're, we're going to switch into like a half hour of Star Wars right now. So we'll, we'll save that for a later discussion. Right, we'll have discussion. we'll have lunch money Joe back for the uh, for the Star Wars episode. Sure, we can. I just... have Star Wars new trilogy thoughts for days. I am so curious to hear these, but we're going to put that on hold because yes. I feel like yes. if we talk about that, we'll never get to the end of this movie. We will not come back. I would, no. I would love a reason to rewatch Star Wars, so I think we should have him back for a Star Wars episode. That's fine. I'm, I'm not doing all nine, but I'll do, I'll do at least three of them. Ten. Ten? Fuck it. Just do the original. Just <laughs> do it, baby. Do the original trilogy and then let him get his new trilogy. I am out. one of the guys that actually didn't hate Solo, too. So, um, but anyway, I, I, Solo, yeah, It's right, actually yeah, a yeah, yeah, so. Get Back to... Back to Indiana Jones. Where and we watch at? all of the Clone Wars too. There's a nuke. We're back in India, and there's a nuclear weapon. So yeah, let's so let's go right well, into we, this. We, we, we could just uh, rush in tying his shoe slash Trojan horse, everyone, and save Indiana Jones four, and just talk Star Wars. This is the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna jump right into the, the nuclear bomb scene. They put a shit ton of time into placing these mannequins and dressing them. And making them look like real people for a test site. And I was just very, really the, thoroughly impressed, but the, also flabbergasted. The one had a working hose. Yeah. <laughs> why, why did he need a working Where hose? Where's that fucking water bill? They wanted, like, they wanted to wasn't it plastic grass? Yeah. It's it's government money. It's your taxpayer dollars. It doesn't fucking matter. It took him a long time to realize They wanted to see too. how it would affect other people. He, he walked into that kitchen for like 30 seconds and he's like, hey, wait a minute. He, like, turned the faucet. That was his first thing, and it didn't happen. And he was just like, ah, yeah, so shit. The house doesn't have running water, but the hose does. Yeah. The hose does. So, my big thing with the nuke, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on here. One, the the explosion from the nuclear weapon disintegrates a, an automobile, but not the refrigerator. Lead lining, Bobby. Right? Lead, lining. Lead lining. But you got it. You got to at least put an advertisement in there. Did they say what brand that fridge was? Did not. Like that's easy money for. What also is impressive about that is that the not only did the nuclear explosion not destroy the machine, uh, but also the uh, getting launched and hitting the the rock solid ground, not also damaged the outer lining of the of the no, fucking fridge it's, either. It's good. It's fine. So like you got the you got this indestructible refrigerator. And then he gets out of the fridge and he looks to be like a hundred yards away from this gigantic mushroom cloud. So like if any doesn't die from cancer, then this whole thing is fucking bullshit. Well, they washed the ra- him down in that scene. The radiation alone should have... Yeah, I don't know that that works that way, <laughs> Jeff. They got, they got a squeegee, they windexed him. <laughs> they, they squeegee his balls, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So Marie Curie got a fucking bad bad end of the deal. She could have just washed up afterwards. She got robbed. Wash your hands, folks. Hashtag Marie Curie got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> what an, Hashtag what an, inside job. <laughs> Marie Curie, what an idiot. <laughs> All right, so the next scene I got real excited well, about. Well, and, in defense of the, uh, the, the, uh, ex- the nuclear explosion real quick, Temple of Doom, he jumps out of a plane with a raft. Oh, I went off on that. Of now. So it's like... I, I, this is the fourth Indiana Jones, and we should know what we're getting at this point. Yeah, but nuclear contamination is different than just jumping out of a plane. That's all just but, physical harm. So I just want to say, nuclear contamination aside, him being launched in the refrigerator... He should have fucking <laughs> killed him. <laughs> he should have broke his back, at least. Three things. One, how did he walk out of that? Two, how is there not a single dent on the refrigerator? And three, how did the refrigerator door not fly open? That's my other thing. With, 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 with
The steering wheel that does not whiff out the window while you're driving. A gray steering wheel that doesn't whiff out of the window while I'm driving. That is a good idea. It's just like, we've already, yes, both of them are unlikely, but the chances of surviving jumping out of a plane with a raft and a nuclear explosion are both zero. Like, <laughs> one like zero to the tenth power, but like either way, you're not surviving. So if we accept you survive the first one, then what we are. So you about? know what's actually kind of funny about this, too? In Temple of Doom, when he jumped out of the raft, I was like, what the fuck? But then this shit happened. <laughs> This shit happened. I was like, oh, I guess this is like, a movie. I, oh, I, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, analytically, yes, I made a big note about it. I wrote it in my notes. But watching the movie, I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. It's like it's like when by the time you get to like the eighth Fast and the Furious and you're just like driving through skyscrapers, you're like, oh, okay, they're doing that thing. See, I was like, ah, fuck you. But I was like, oh, lead line. So that makes yeah. sense. I was like, at least they showed it was lead line. You know, it was just some random refrigerator. That is really funny. They're like, listen, this is unbelievable. Let's just zoom in on something that makes it one percent less unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, some of that is like attention to detail, where it's like, okay, you you're giving me why this might be believable and like why it might actually work, but fuck you. But still, but I, it's like hacky because it's yeah. like it's like everybody's like, oh my god, this is so fucking ridiculous. But then they zoom and everybody's like. Oh, <laughs> never mind. What have you considered this? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh, Spielberg. Doing everything. It's like oh, Superman can fly. Well, yeah, because there's a sun here. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Sure. All right. Yeah, there is a sun. <laughs> Superman can fly now. So I know the next scene really got Shane excited. Oh. That it texted that oh, he sorry, te- like in his dick. I was pumped. He was pumped for a reason you might not think, and it had nothing to do with Indy's balls <laughs> being scrubbed. <laughs> I, te- I I wrote down in my notes FBI janitor, because Neil Flynn, the janitor mm-hmm. from Scrubs, I texted them. I think I texted you all caps. The yeah. janitor. I was pumped. Yeah. And you, and you know what's so weird about that? It never comes back. Yeah, no, he's only in there it one took scene. Me Forty-five seconds to accept him playing a serious role. <laughs> it took me another two minutes to like talk myself into it and get excited, and then he never showed up again. No, he, like, never comes back. Like, they're like, oh, Andy, you got your job back. You're off the FBI's most yeah, wanted yeah, I, list. Like, I was really hoping he would come back just just for just one more scene. Yeah. My favorite part of that scene is, like, the guy comes in, and he knows Indy, and he's like, oh, like, he's fine. He's not, like, a double agent. And uh, the janitor gets, like, real mad at him, and his response is just like, back off, Paul. <laughs> and I, like, laughed out loud, and just, like, a bunch of government employees, and was like, yo, dude, shut up. Stop being a dick. <laughs> Back but, off, Paul. One of the things I actually did like about this is how they they talk about Indy's war service, and then they just say, like, okay, this happened, and they don't spend any more time on it. It was like, okay, yeah. you're accepting what happened, and you're just moving yeah. on. Even though he's, like, fought Nazis a bunch of other times. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Why would he, Like, why wouldn't he be in the war? Nazis. I hate those guys. Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs> but I like that scene, and, and it's so – it is random because it's like, Indy's the good guy. Everybody knows that. And it's just like, well, you know, he's number one. He's the only one that was around there. Like, you fucking – like, you can't, Indy put half the shit in there. Why the fuck would he try to steal it? Point. So I thought it was kind also, of pointless. They, they went really into trying to, like, strip Indiana Jones of all of his, like – his worth. Like, they're, they're questioning his record. They take his job away. But, like, was any of that ever needed for the plot? Like, is no. that why he went on the mission? 
No, not at all. And I, I completely agree. That's a val- it's an incredibly valid point, Joe. But yeah. it's not needed because Mutt's the motivation, right? The kid's the motivation. But he gets he gets the dean, the assistant dean position. Like him doing the Crystal Skull thing saves the university. So it's like happy ending situation at the end. Just it's a, it's added help. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. We can jump <laughs> to the end. <laughs> well, all right. So I thought Mutt was Mud the entire movie. M U D. Didn't realize that until Wikipedia corrected me. I, I have the subtitles on, so that, or the captions on. All the time. I, was, I, I picked up on it from his jacket, but... Um, oh, if, yeah, how did lame was that? on his jacket? What? His name on his jacket. Yeah, yeah, maybe I mean, it's, a, guy it's a 50s, man. But also, oh, I like idiot. Mutt, because Mutt is a dog. Indy's named after his dog. Like, it's like, it carries oh, over. That's they were, really clever. They were clearly setting him up to be the next Indy at the time. Oh, that's clever. So, like, Indy was I named mean, Indiana after his dog. This guy's named Mutt. So I, I actually, like, caught I, – I thought that was actually a good thing because then – I mean, what what's his name? Mutt Williams or something like Mutt that? Mutt Williams, yeah. Yeah. So, like – So we go to the – I just want to kind of briefly skip through the next couple scenes because I don't really yeah, think they're yeah. necessarily important. There's a couple there's, things. There's Marcus – there's a painting of Marcus. A painting of Marcus I saw, Which yeah. I liked. I thought that was a nice little nod. And also the statue later on, which I thought was was kind of funny. And there's, there's these subtle changes in Indy that you were like – he want to give a shit in the first one, where in this one he's like completely different. And he's like, ah, fuck this. I had one note about the next scene. Um, Professor Slughorn is the new Marcus. Yep, he is. Yeah, I was. Yes, and he gets he he gets laid off. Um, you mentioned he it's not the same indie, and I feel like so that overall thesis of this uh, rewatch is that the reason we had a sour taste in our mouth is because like the movie wasn't quite made for us at our age when we watched it. It's an, either an old man movie or a young teen movie. You either relate with like Indiana Jones wanting to like impart his wisdom and be a father figure or you're Shia LaBeouf, a dumb, headstrong teenager. And we were in that middle spot where like you can't really relate to either of those characters. We're a little bit too mature to be Shia LaBeouf because we're not 95 years old like Indiana Jones. Right. And that, that's why I think maybe when I first watched it, I wasn't a huge fan because like I couldn't really relate to either of these characters. Well, they either be a teen or an old man. Yeah, I think I was like 20 at the time, so it was like yeah. I was like out of that like headstrong. I was I was right? 14, so. But, uh, so you were Shia. Yeah. And I like Shia. Sorry, were, I like Shia th- in this movie too though. Like I do like Mutt. It's just I didn't I didn't relate to him either. He seemed like a fucking like angsty yeah. teen. On yeah. on rewatch. So we're gonna jump probably well, to Mutt's entrance. Give, right? Uh I just like that Indy's loss is swag. Mm-hmm. That was I liked that a lot. That's what I wrote. Like in the classroom it used to be like girl close their eyes mm-hmm. and, like Kiss me or whatever. It's, I forget what it said on her I eyes. I love you. I love you on her eyes. And oh, now yeah. he's just like struggling to keep them awake. He's old and boring now. I wrote down a quote and I don't remember oh, what it was from. Quote? I wrote, dance on your own time, will you? Do you remember what that was? Because I, I remember it, I was cracking up Dance at on it. your own time might be from, That wasn't uh, in the movie. That's an original thought you wrote yeah. down for some reason. <laughs> that was something that was going on in your head as you watched. I feel like it had to have been some kind of fight scene or something. I think it was the fight in the bar. I think I don't think it had to dance on your own time. Dance, dance on, your, on own. your own time, oh, will you? Oh, um, Isn't that in the I bar? remember it made me laugh a lot. Yeah, it was in the you bar. You guys go, I'll Google it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was something with like, uh, with the... I forget what it was. I need to. I need to. I so need to make better notes. The one before we jump to Mutt, though. I, the one thing that I hate, and it's in a bunch of movies, 
is just the self-portrait that people keep on their desks. Like, Indy has this picture of his dad just glaring off. And it's like, <laughs> nobody fucking has pictures like that on their desk. There's always somebody, they're like, it's always a picture of you and that person. They do this in all movies, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> that picture is so bad, because it was clearly just like, a picture that they took from a scene from the movie. <laughs> it's just still like it was just like, hey, we need a picture of Sean Connery. Go back to Last Crusade and just find a good like shot of him where it's right. just a him like his head on the screen. Like on if that picture is from like the fucking um, the Zeppelin in Last Crusade, and they just zoomed at the table. They just zoomed in on just his face and he's smiling. But wasn't it like black and white with him staring? Isn't he like tinkering with something too? It's like it's like you could argue, like like you could argue that that because he's a professor and this was a scholarly picture. But then the next one, there's Marcus, a picture of Marcus right next to him with the same shit. Did he have a Marcus picture? There's a Marcus portrait on the wall. It's a picture of Marcus in like um fucking like Morocco from Temple of Doom or Last Crusade when they lose him. And I was like, I just hate this shit, and I wanted to call it out. Because they do this in a bunch of movies. It was like they went to set that morning, and Spielberg had said for like six months, I want a, a really good picture of Connery and a really good picture of Marcus. I don't know who his name is. And the set, the, the prop guys forgot. So they just went back to like their trailer and printed out two pictures real fast and put them in. <laughs> they were just like, oh, yeah, we got them. I feel like they said, get me a picture of what we're going to put on the Academy Awards when Sean Connery dies. When he dies, yeah. <laughs> in memoriam that, on Indy's desk. This, when your dad dies, you want the in memoriam photo on your desk staring <laughs> at you every single day. I didn't even... I like. I, I saw the picture, and I, but I like... I. I nothinged that picture until you brought it up, uh, and now I it's... I fucking hated it. It's, I hate that shit in the movies when they do it. So then we jumped to right. the entrance of Mutt. Which, he he basically might as well have just been hanging out with Danny Zuko. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. that's the fifties. Like he's yeah. he's Dean, uh, he's James Dean. He's like a greaser. He's everybody. And that... he's not spazzy Shabaya, Shia LaBeouf. Shabaya. Shabaya. But yeah, Shia he acted as if he was gonna do a movie in like the sixties, seventies era. Like what I like about this movie a little bit is that it came out in 2008, but felt like it was filmed kind of in like 1980. Yeah. Now yeah, it had that like feel to it, and, and you get that with Spielberg. I think you get that. Yeah, with yeah, Spielberg. he does a good job. I like Shia. Like I thought that, like he reminded me of Danny Zuko or like yeah. the, guy, the guy, the kids from The Outsiders. Like he, rem- he, I, he fit that bill that he was going for. Yeah, Shia, yeah. Shia surprisingly is like still holds up. Like that role still holds up for me, where. You know, he's calling him old man, and Indy's not even reacting to it. Like, And he's drinking a PBR, which I don't know if any of you guys noticed. And, and then as soon as he tries to drink it, Indy puts it right back up. Um, yes. There's a couple things. And uh, they drop the name, you know, Crystal Skull. In that sequence, there's a couple. Like, before we get to the cemetery, there's a, a couple things. So, Mutt is named after a dog, and Indy says... That's a, that's not that's not a name or something like that. You did you pick that nickname or something like that? Like it, the he, name I picked. Yeah, he like definitely like calls attention to that. Uh, the knife to a gunfight is like the worst line possibly in the entire movie. I don't hate it. He's I like, don't I hate it. I think you that. brought a knife to a gunfight. No, it's just clay. It's such cheesy indie stuff. But then it follows yeah. up with with a pretty comical brawl. But yeah, but yeah. I, I said yeah. knife to a gunfight 
is so cheesy, but Indy walking him through how to get out of that situation, yeah. I was a big fan of. Like, the dad imparting the wisdom, him yeah. saying, like, all right, hey, there's like parts punch of punch that kid. There's parts of this movie that are like really enjoyable. Hey, dance on your own time, will you? <laughs> yeah. But it's most <laughs> But it's most of the second act that like the yeah. third act of the movie the, that the third act falls flat. Where, so then they they're driving the motorcycle. This is just stuff cuz I've watched four in four weeks. And they slide through under the cha- under the tables in the library, which them coming to a slow stop for whatever reason I thought was like funny. But also, as they're leaving, Indy's like, if you're ever going to be an archaeologist, you got to get out of the library. And in the third movie, he says, if you want to be a good ar- a good archaeology, most of your time is spent in the library. Yeah. So that it's is- like he's 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 changed his his and tune. Yeah, that's what yeah. that was like the big thing. He's answering questions. He's in the library. Like like the scene right up after this is when they hit the statue of Marcus. Probably before he would have laughed when it stopped the bad guy, even though it yeah. wasn't Marcus. Where here right. he's like looking at Mutton with such disgust yeah. and disgrace. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a completely different ending. And then it goes really quick after that. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it starts to move really fast. Yeah. Like blink of an eye, they're in this graveyard scene, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you have... Well, what? the map's back. Maps. Back. I love I love map montages. I did. I, I thought of you when the, when the map montage come. I was like, ooh, Bob's going to love this. I was just happy to see it again because I feel like that's like a... That's like it. Like that's part of like the yes. indie thing is you have like oh they have yeah. to travel. They're gonna travel by line on a map. Yeah. And you're gonna see them in like a plane somewhere. And then they're gonna go back to the line. And you're gonna see them in a different plane. You saw somewhere. them in the plane with the motorcycle that yeah. was obviously necessary to yeah. bring. Yeah. Needed the motorcycle. Well, yeah, even though yeah. they left at the cemetery right after that. Yeah. You're riding around the jungle. What you need is a Harley. So then they go to the cemetery. But they this go to the is, graveyard. They do go to the graveyard, and this is when I started to find myself having a hard time getting into the story of the movie where i didn't i don't think i really cared what they were going after where like last crusade and arc and raiders of the lost ark i'm like oh they're going after like something cool where it's like what the hell's going on yeah and i think that's one of the things that when people say like aliens doesn't fit it's not necessarily that it's aliens it's just like the holy grail ark of the covenant are more like prominent i want to say in like our society as far as like like christianity being a big thing whereas aliens it's like oh they're going after some crazy skull that this explorer chased after years ago that's not as fun as proving that jesus was real you know like it's just like i think that's where people kind of lost it i enjoyed this because i'm like a history nerd so like when they were in the cemetery looking up these explorers like the lost city of el dorado i i was into that part of it where I started to say, all right, maybe this might not might be for me, is who the fuck are those cemetery ninjas and where the fuck did they come I know, from? Totally. But it's just like, hey, we need a fight scene. We haven't had a fight scene in a while. Let's pop these dudes out of the shadows and they can fight in the cemetery. But also, yeah. like, the weird part about the skull stuff, they're sitting there and talking about two footprints, and they're like, obviously, it comes back. But, they, like, they don't explain where this skull comes from. And they're like, oh, they obviously brought it here. And the aliens were looking for El Dorado. Like, yeah, okay, these, these aliens are going to come to... To the, the earth looking for the, the aliens city of weren't gold. looking for Eldorado. That's what they said. Wow. But they call them. They also that call them saucer men, which saucer I really, men. which I really liked. Because I think that was a big fifties term. Did the did, did the two footprints matter? No. No. It's not important. Do we ever like understand? Because like, well, it shows he's very. He's impressed by that, but like, what? Who were the two footprints? It's supposed like, to show that there? Oxley got it and Oxley brought it back. That's what it's inferring. 
Okay, okay. Like, you don't okay. realize that till later, though. That's my problem with it. They don't tell you till like, 20 minutes to go in the movie. It's like, Oxley brought it back because he couldn't get into El Dorado or whatever. But that's okay. where, like, okay. uh, I like the build of Mutt, where it's like, oh, it could be one person. And then Indy gives him, like, a, oh, yeah, you're, you're catching yeah. on, kid. Like, you're figuring it I'm out. Impressed. I do like the build of, of him. Couple problems with Indy when they're in that, like, crypt, for lack of a better term. He's an archaeologist. I feel like his first instinct shouldn't be, give me your knife, I'm going to cut this mummy open. <laughs> like, that's that's not how you're well, trained. I, I did like that scene, though, because he's like, he's like, you got a knife? And Mutt's like, huh, do I have a knife? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Great point. Did Shia LaBeouf learn how to spin a knife like that? Probably, yeah. I can tell you he definitely didn't learn how to ride a motorcycle because that was not him in any of those scenes. <laughs> uh, right? At one point, I forget where it was, I wrote the stump double is awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think it, like, because he has, like, that weird hair that he's got he's always fixing, and the stump double's yeah. hair just looks completely different. Yeah. I think it's when they're in the jungle. The jungle scene, he looked like he had just poofed up red afro at some point. Yeah, it was like a completely <laughs> yeah. different person, and you could tell. But so it was. Do you think Shia actually like spent the time to like learn knife tricks like uh, that? With my understanding of Shia LaBeouf, one hundred percent. Didn't he? Yes. Didn't he hurt himself? My understanding of Shia LaBeouf is he probably already knew how to do that. I think he hurt himself. I don't know this for sure, but I feel like he hurt himself somewhere Uh, on the filming of this. Everybody gets hurt on these movies. Yeah, Yeah, get up real fast. So my biggest problem with that scene is how he crawls. I wrote willy nilly through a spider web. Like yeah. a complete psychopath. He, spiders don't bother him. Literally, there's a whole tunnel full of spider webs, and he's just like, ah, whatever. Didn't even like wipe it away with his hand. He just crawls right into it. I thought about his mouth. No, the, the what a psychopath. My thing with that too. My thing with that. Indy's been doing this for so long that a spider web does not face him. I don't know, man. Have you ever walked through a spider web? Yeah, and I don't like the, it. I thought rest, about that, too. I don't the rest like of it. your day is ruined. I thought about that, too, and afterwards I'm always, like, touching my hair, like, moving my mouth to make sure I got yeah, everything yeah. off of me. So Shia uh, hurt his hand in a car accident, but it was after this, right after this came out, I think. When did you say this was released? Oh, wait. What, what? May 22nd. All right, so he heard it stuff in August. So, yeah. So and it, the it, it, it fucked up the Transformers movie is what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Like, I think he was in a cast at one point in one of the Transformers movies because gotcha. of it. Actually, but, um, while we're at this, so I kind of want to bring it up just because we're on it. On the Wikipedia page, there's a section about Shia's injuries that make him seem like the biggest puss in the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So, at the end of his um, biography on the Wikipedia, the buff pulled his rotator cuff while filming the duel with uh, Spalco, which was his first injury in his career, a pulled rotator cuff. I pulled a rotator cuff reaching for a slipper under the bed yesterday. <laughs> I would have put that in my, my Wikipedia. I think, I was gonna say, I think I've coached for four years with a, with a torn rotator cuff. <laughs> right, right. Was that, we've had this conversation. Like, it just hurts for four months straight, and then I start to like rehab it again. We <laughs> hurt his... Going like this. <laughs> was that the scene where continue. he was where he was fighting that oh. Vladimir Putin looking guy? I think it's who's Spalco. I think that's the guy that looks like Putin. Because I wrote da- I wrote down Vladimir Putin like three times. Spalco Spalco is a Blanchett. I was gonna say I think that's the arena oh, okay. like the sword fight scene, yeah, okay. which unbelievable fencing, but also an, well, an 
irreg- we're going to get to that. We're jumping yeah, ahead. Yeah. We're jumping ahead. Okay, Wait, injuries, injuries, first injuries. Injury, first injury of his career, an injury which worsened throughout filming, period. He later pulled a groin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I pulled a groin. That's not fun. It's not. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I, what, he doesn't have to do that much. I would like two to... pulled mu- muscles worth a Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is he not deleting this every single day? I don't know. I would like to add that if you do like to hear that sound of that voice that Joe's giving off, check him out at Lunch Money Quizzo, because that is his Quizzo voice, and it is the yeah. best. <laughs> I think um, that's actually what, the, this is a, this is just a blatant compliment, Joe, but. The first time we went to Quizzo with Joe, we had been going to another person's Quizzo for a while, and we yeah. all know who that person is. Uh, Joe, I don't. If if you don't, yeah. you will by the end of this com- the story, because and she would just basically yell into a microphone while drinking Michelob Ultras <laughs> for three hours. You couldn't really, you couldn't really hear anything. And then we went there. Right. I, like, I feel like I'm on a game show now. Like this is, this is much better. And. I, for the first like two or three weeks, we went back just for the voice alone. The voice, and then and it's funny because I started that because I hate my actual voice. Like re-listening to this is gonna be a nightmare to me. <laughs> so somehow I developed a different voice on a microphone, which I, I wish I could just like bring into everyday life now. It's like the radio voice. You could. Right? Like why um, don't I just always talk like that? I have a couple things. One, right. if that skull is so magnetized, why weren't the coins flying at it already? Sure. Yeah. They're just sitting on the floor, but then all of a sudden, Indy picks them up and just drops them, and then now they go there. And then, classic Mac sneaks up on him in the cemetery. We got Mac. Please. What a fucking guy this dude Hold is. On. I had a problem with the... With Double the, heel turn from with, a guy we don't know. The magnetic with, skull. With the skull? I had a problem with the so skeleton pickup. They're, they're carrying... The, the soldiers are carrying the box. The guns on their backs are not magnetized towards this skull. But uh, then the guys who are, like, they're walking past, they're, like, struggling to hold on to their guns. Really? That's attention to detail, Shane. I was like, I appreciate what the f- that. I was like, how selectively magnetized is this box? I don't remember them introducing the idea of aliens this early. And n- now that I realize that they have, it's not as ridiculous. Like, for whatever reason, it's when so I obvious. initially watched the movie, I remember, and now I know why. Like, I remember what pissed me off at the end. But I remember being like, aliens, that's unheard of. That was such like a, that fell flat at the end because of aliens. And it's not because of the idea of aliens that makes it fall flat. It's the things that they show at the end that are just fucking annoying. Did, yeah. did they call them beings from another dimension early on? Or does that come later? That comes no, at the actually, end. Actually, at the very end, he calls them that. Where Why this movie, I think, is different is because you actually see the being that they're, they're, they're talking about where... Like with uh, Last Crusade, you don't see them talking I mean, do about you, see, you don't see Jesus. But do you see the knight who's 700 years old? But that doesn't bother me as much because it's a knight and it's a person and it's an actor. Yeah, for the alien... And if they had just had the big, the big skeletons with the heads in that little room, yeah. and you know that they're aliens, they look like aliens, and they'd left it at that, I think I would have been fine. Yeah, like if something happened and they all ran out, but like you don't need to see the alien. And then, so I have a big issue with that, and Which we'll, we'll get, get there. Yeah, we'll get there too. But um, so then I just have it's, like, it, it's per- lost syndrome. The more questions you answer, the worse it gets. Exactly. Yes. Like I don't need it's all that material. Mystery. I don't need to see everything. I wanted. Yeah. I want there to be things that are unknown to me. Yeah. But then I had uh, at, around this time. I think it's when they get captured and they're in the jungle. Like, before we see Marion, I checked, and it was, that's an out. 
that's the first hour of the movie. And I was the first half the first hour of this movie goes very fast. Yeah, I was like, we're halfway there, and Audrey was like, We have an hour and ten minutes left. Okay. That's quick for like because I didn't feel like it had been an hour at that point. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, I was into it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um and then I didn't like Kate Blanchett. Uh, when she starts talking about how like she's into mind control and she tries to like control Indy's mind, but they never come again. They never come back to that, and they don't. But the idea like there's never been a character other than the dude in Temple of Doom. But I'm writing him off because Temple of Doom, Temple of it's Doom, Temple of Doom. There's, there hasn't been another character. Twenty five percent of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> but that, no, Shut like, up with your facts. The guy who reaches into their chest <laughs> is like a witch doctor, or, but you know, what I mean? like so, like I'm like, even allowing that because he's like. Something of the yeah. occult. She's just yeah. a, a KGB Russian operative who also has mind control powers. Does she though? Does it ever they, work? They said that she does. She's like psychic. Well, don't you remember that one scene where she like touches his head and it's like she's? I wrote down um, uh, bowl cut Russian Jedi mind tricks. She says she, she <laughs> she's says like you're hard to read. Yeah, you're hard to read, Doctor Jones. Right. But then the, the, the skull so is it what. Doesn't work. I don't. That's what I'm saying. But like they, had, like, they never even alluded to that. Like it's not like yeah. like Belloc or in in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He doesn't have any powers. No. He's just a guy. Or um, who's the dude in Last Crusade? Like the the Nazi guy. I forget his name now. I missed that podcast. But the guy, oh, uh, the guy that they're working for, like Dawson or some weird fucking like yeah. normal name like that. Yeah. He's just a rich guy who wants stuff. You know what I mean? Just and, call him Phil. And yeah, it's, it's Joe, 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 <laughs> Joe Jones. But, uh, so re- rewatch this film as if she has no powers and so much fun. She's, just, she's someone that's grabbing his head and doing nothing. <laughs> she's just staring really deeply at people all right. the time. I think it's he funnier she if, she, if she thinks she has powers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which might be that what is it hilarious. is. And then, yeah, so then the big thing I have is the, the Marion review. So Marion returns. I think we're all happy to see her because we all loved Marion. We hated Willie. Um, getting a thumbs up from Joe. Uh, we all agree with that. Um, but then, you know, obviously you, you have your reunion. Oh, my God, it's Mutt's mom is, is Marion. Then you kind of start to make this connection in your head that I necessarily don't care about. Like, I don't care that Indy is the father of Mutt because it's a random... But then he snaps into dad mode, dad mode yeah. immediately, and I'm like, "Is this just why old Indy being like, oh fuck, I never had a family, like this is me, like the whole uh, school thing, um, and also just but willingly I, to help out the Nazis find the Crystal Skull before Mutt pulls an Indy move." I like communist, uh, communist. I was like mad that no, I I got the so I got part of that. I was mad because I really enjoyed. That he said, uh, and Joe, our new thing is that if you don't want to say your occupation, we call ourselves senators. I don't know if you've listened. I really am a senator, though. But Shane's a senator, yeah. yeah. But he says to, to Mutt earlier on, he's like, dude, you don't have to go to college. Just do what you love. Mm-hmm. And now all yeah. of a sudden that it's his kid, he's like, you should be in college. Yeah, his first, his first was thing funny. was like, you didn't finish school. And it's like, God, Indy's so old. Yeah. Like, who is this Indy? You know? But then I think Indy helping the communists... It's not like he's always been like, I'm never going to help the Nazis. No, he's always He's got to get the thing. So yeah. he's like, all right, uh, we're not getting out of this camp right now. Oxley's fucking batshit crazy. My Marion's here. At this point, he doesn't know much his kid yet. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I got to get us out of here. So to get us out of here, I'm going to give them as much information as they need. But he, because he gets other information out of that that he doesn't tell them. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like 
lead them to it so then he can figure out later how to yeah, get it. Yeah, like, I think that's a classic it's indie, indie move. It's a classic It's just move. that well, Mutt doesn't know that that's an indie move, so he's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking push this guy over and we're going to run away in the woods. And maybe that's why I'd seen earlier the janitor questioning him came in to prove that, like, Indy's a man kind of without borders. Like, he's just into, like, history and the truth. Like, he doesn't really have an agenda. It's just like he likes to find shit. He likes to learn shit. Maybe get money off of it. And maybe yeah. always absolutely get money at it. So then they fall into, it's not quicksand. Do you remember what they called it? Because then Indy gives, like, the explanation uh, of the yeah. difference. Yeah, which, which I said here, he's teaching... About what they're actually going through, and I said he's never done that. Where he's always just been but like, "Get me the hell out of there." He's old now, though. He's like, old. I, it, it, that's that, I like but that. I feel like that's... that was boring. Indy in the classroom. He used to be super exciting in the classroom, yeah. even though he wasn't a good teacher, but just because he was handsome. Now he's older, and they don't find him as handsome, and so he's now it's clear how boring of a teacher he actually which, is. Which I like that. Like yeah, I like that I point it. you're making. Like it's just like great. Like I said, I keep saying this because it's like. We're watching them go one, two, three, four, like back to back to back, and it's just like, who is this? But like, it makes sense. He's older, so he's teaching. Like, he's actually going to be like, no, no, you're wrong. This is what it is. Blah 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 blah. And then the snake shenanigans happen. So I have two <laughs> questions. Two questions have, for snake oh, shenanigans. You go ahead. Are you go ahead, Joe? Oh, so I've been waiting for this moment. Okay. I love the quicksand scene. Love it to death for a few reasons. So going <laughs> in without rewatching. I heard a while back on some other podcast how quicksand, you know that meme, quicksand never ended up being a, as a big a deal as yeah. you thought it would be. John Mulaney. But what's nice is that some of the things I was anxious about don't bother me at all anymore. Like, uh, I always thought that uh, quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem than it turned out to be. <laughs> because if you watch cartoons, quicksand is like the third biggest thing you have to worry about in adult life. <laughs> Behind real sticks of dynamite, and giant anvils falling on you from the sky. Yeah, exactly. So I love that thought. And then I thought, well, quicksand's in so many movies, so many TV shows, so many tunes, and it, it, it doesn't even exist. So going into this podcast, my argument was going to be, everyone hates the nuke scene, but, you know, quicksand doesn't exist either, it's and like, that happens quicksand. all the time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I watched this movie forgetting there was a quicksand scene. So when it started, I was angry. Like, this is so corny. And him stopping and explaining that this is not actual quicksand, but <laughs> different. And, like, that's why it is dangerous. I thought it was, like, the most meta, funniest part of the movie. Like, I, I didn't catch it the first time, but in hindsight, I'm like, there are making fun of the entire quicksand trope right now 30 years later that like so it's well, a, this isn't quicksand this is some what do they call it it's a dry sand pit is what <laughs> yeah, he calls I it i loved it and so i i really enjoy he says uh it's because it's, it's in the edge wiki has it he goes mix of sand mud and water and depending on the viscosity it's not as dangerous as people oh for pete's sake think. jones we're not in school it was indiana jones's jim halpert moment turning to the camera yeah. And telling everyone yeah. who's about to complain about quicksand why they should not complain right yeah, now. Fuck you, this isn't quicksand. quicksand. Right? So it's, it's, I fucking love that scene so much in the second watch. Then, you know, that the snake shenanigans happen where he's like, There's no Sears and Roebuck here, grab the snake! <laughs> Maybe I can touch the bottom. There is no bottom. Now grab, grab it. Grab no, it. I think I can feel it with my feet. Grab the snake! I'm calling it that! It's a snake, what do you want me to call it? Hey, rope! What? Hey, grab the rope! Grab, grab the, the rope. rope! Just say it's... 
all right, dude, it's a, it's a fucking rope. Then, then grab it. Like, And he tells the crazy person to go get help. I just like that he forces them to call it a rope. Like, that's how crazy, that's how fucking scared of snakes he is. That even though it's clearly a snake, he's like, just say it's a rope. You have to say it's a rope or I'm not doing it. But also, I don't know the logistics behind this. Could you do that with a snake? I mean, I don't know how strong a snake is, but I feel like it it would rip it in half, half, right? Like, it's not, it's not a fucking. I I had the same thought. (laughs) I, I literally, I, I. I indented on my notes and had questions. One, is this possible with a snake? <laughs> Two, would you be able to do that? You I think what? I would be the same thing as Indy. I'm not grabbing. Why I'm would you throw off. me the fucking head? Throw me the tail yeah. if you want me to grab it. Yeah, I'm terrified of snakes kind of like too. the lead refrigerator where they threw in the line by him saying, that's a really thick snake or a like big snake or something. Like He acknowledges the size of it as if like, this is impossible, but, you know, it is really this thick. Is a, yeah, this is a thick snake, so it's, it's all right. a lead-covered snake. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's lead line. If I'm Indy, I'm saying, hey, pull that shit back. You grab the head part. I'll happily grab the tail <laughs> of the snake. That's not the part that bites me. Why? I'm I'm already dying in one way. Why am I going to have to get bit, too? You're up there <laughs> on fucking land, mutt. Your son. As, as you, you're saying all this as you're sinking to the he ground. He was doing that anyway. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. It's funny. Um. But then also they what did you what did you guys think about this is the scene where they choose to tell Indy that oh by the way much your son they're dying and it's kind of just said in passing because they're just like what no way it's he's, Indy like just straight up accepts it it's like oh yeah that makes sense yeah that's my, that's my son well they come we were back gonna, to we it. were gonna get yeah they obviously yeah. do he's come like, back we were well, gonna get married we did have sex so yeah sure I remember there that, was a lot of Marys kid remember that time awesome. on the boat from Raiders of the Lost Ark where I fell asleep but you woke up with your clothes off in the next scene that's a thing that happened I don't know if, if you've watched Raiders in a long time gotcha yeah <laughs> maybe that's when it happened because what is it 19 years later he's probably yeah. about 20 that's yeah. where the yeah. kid was he's, conceived he's not legal to drink so he's probably yeah. 19 so he was he conceived are. when Marion uh, raped Indy <laughs> in Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, throwback to three episodes ago. Yeah, that's that's I I because I can't right, wait. Yeah, you can listen to it now. But that's he falls asleep. That's any indie love scene makes me like cringe. Yeah, they're because it's so awful. And that's where he's. She's like, "Where does it hurt?" And he's like, "It hurts here." And she kisses it. Do you remember that from like <laughs> yes, Raiders? And yes, he, like yes. his lips. The worst one. And then is... he falls asleep. The and worst... she's like, "Oh!" And then the next morning that she wakes up and he's like getting dressed. He's like, "The engines have stopped." And she gets out of bed and she's like, she grabs like her nightie off the top of the bed. I'm like, why are you naked? He was asleep the last time we were here. The yeah. worst one of the talk about cringe love scenes is Temple of Doom with Willie. It's the worst fucking thing ever. That's that's the aggressive kiss, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Where so, he like, tries to eat her face. Yeah. Do you guys realize who plays Oxley? Yeah, it's Hurt, Hurt whatever. It's, it's Ollivander from it's Harry Ollivander, Potter. Yeah. Oh, see, I he's recognize him from, too, from, uh, right? from Hellboy. Is he in Hellboy? He's the old man in Hellboy. That's yeah. what I recognize him from. I, well, I so forgot that, he was Ollivander, too. The the Sandpit scene ends. Classic Mac, man. Comes back and gets him again. This guy. This guy, guy cannot be classic, trusted. This is... I, I warned RP that there was a bit. Classic Mac Wait, is absolutely Mac. the Wait, bit. Isn't, is, am I making this up? Is there a point where he starts counting and he's like, a triple agent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is classic yeah. Mac. And then the next scene is them in the truck where they explain, like, who Colin Williams was, and he's like, you married Colin Williams? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't care about any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I could care less who Mutt's 
biological, who is like his adopted or whatever. I don't know what the so, phrase for that is. So it's funny when we talk about this and I was like, yeah, you know what? I actually did enjoy that scene. And I'm thinking to myself, I think I'm enjoying talking about like, oh yeah, I actually did like that scene more than watching the entire movie where I was like, I don't think I like this movie. This movie's so bland. So now, well, now a lot of great scenes. This yeah. is now they're deep in the jungle. The car, the car chase starts to happen. And I just put down Kate Blanchett karate chops. Well, this is where because I had a lot of notes for this because this is where it starts to go way off the rails when we get a beer. Before we even get to the karate chops, a couple things I noticed: giant blade comes off of that thing that's like wrecking the woods, so they can drive behind it. Saws through the entire top, like it goes over the car, but the engine's perfectly fine. They're just gonna drive those cars for another twenty minutes. I was like, all right, bullshit here. Classic Mac, now he's a double agent. He tells Indy, I basically told you I was a double agent, yeah, idiot, when we were there. You never know with this guy because we literally fucking don't know who he is. So you never know <laughs> Classic Mac. Who this, what's going to happen here. That's what he's known for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mac, you never know what's going to happen with Mac because you don't know who Mac is. The car chase does not do it for me at all. Like, I don't like any of that car chase scene except for the fencing part, which I actually enjoyed. Yeah, the fencing Wait, part was funny. It was I love that part shit. because earlier in the movie, they, they mentioned that he's good at fencing. And I was like, why would they mention that? That's going to be important. Why? Yeah, that's coming back. Well, and again, he's like, oh, it's much time to shine. It's that classic <laughs> foreshadowing of – it's the classic foreshadowing of having your um, main villain carry a sword yeah, they, and your supporting actor yeah. having uh, – a classic skills and fencing they also said when he's talking to the janitor he goes ah she carried a rapier <laughs> yeah. so it's like uh oh and then mutt has fencing lessons it's like uh oh yep. there's gonna be a standoff somewhere nobody thought it was gonna be on two duck boats in the middle of the amazon so with, <laughs> with a lot of nut, nut shots yeah. oh yeah it's just gratuitous it's like but i i like that scene I, to football. I think i only really like that scene as much as i do because marion is like in the passenger seat and like critiquing him, like yeah. like like she's a mom at like yeah. a sporting event, yeah. and I like really enjoyed that part of it. Careful, your front foot, repose. Not a match, mom. I really enjoy when moms are in movies and not like mommy about their kids doing awesome shit, and like that scene. I like like normally like you see a movie like oh my god get down and she was like giving critiques on how to win yeah. this like life-threatening battle <laughs> and that to me that is marion though it's, it's the strong-willed yeah. marion from raiders of the lost right? ark so we get through this this scene i think we all have think i think we could all talk about three hours about this this entire jungle scene <laughs> seems ridiculous um, this is also where the stuntman doesn't look the same i do have that down so yeah. I, my next note is fucking georgia the jungle that's yep. my next note oh dude Man. Because what the fuck was that scene? That's the most absurd scene in this entire movie. And we're talking Wait, about yeah. fucking aliens. Wait. Wait. And nukes and fridges. There's so, a scene where the aliens' minds all meld together. And I was like, yeah, okay. But then the scene when he's like swinging through the jungle with the monkeys. I was like, what the fuck? Well, Perfectly so, swinging. The monkeys come to save him, I'm pretty sure. Because the monkey that like he sees when he's in the tree has the same hair as him. Yeah, I think <laughs> And I right. literally wrote... Monkeys coming to the rescue because they have the same hair is pretty ridiculous. Like, the monkey and Shia LaBeouf has, have the same hairdo. And now he has an army of monkeys just because that monkey's like, hey, man, you, you get it. You fuck. You know what's up. Well, I we think, got your back. I think what they were doing was just teeing up the spinoff series, Mutt and the Monkeys. Oh, that's on right after like Tormenting like Ghost, actually. <laughs> Tormenting Ghost. Tormenting Ghost. Tormenting Ghost. 
Uh, I think in the same way that we need to watch the movie as if uh, Blanchett can't actually read minds, you have to watch the movie as if Shia LaBeouf's character can stare into an animal and like inherit their skill. He just looked at it and he was like, "You know what's up, right?" And the monkey's like, yeah. "Follow me." And he per my thing is like, it's not like he's like struggling to swing. He perfectly fucking swings yeah. all the it. way to the to not only to, right out of the jungle but directly aimed at this at this car that Indy's in. With a Nazi passenger, which I'm curious to how long the Nazi also, passenger's been sitting there. How fast do you think that car is driving? Six miles an hour. <laughs> but I mean, cause, like, if, it's, I mean, no, granted, if it's driving normal speed, he's swinging about 40 miles nah, an hour. Nah, they're not the driving trips. normal speed. There's no way, because they're driving behind a thing that's literally chopping down the rainforest <laughs> in front of them. So they're probably not going at, like, life-breaking speeds. I'd say that maybe like so much funnier if they're twelve yeah. miles per hour. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the length of that scene, they might have been going twelve miles per hour. But um, so then I this is where this is the beginning of the end for me. Like the monkey scene uh, is where it starts to break. Yeah. Yeah. And I I can't like now I, I can't support this as an indie movie because you lost me with the monkey scene. The next scene is every indie movie has a creepy creature scene is what I wrote it down mm-hmm. as. So you have the snakes in in uh, Raiders. You have the bugs in Temple of Doom. You have the the rats in Last Crusade. This one is CGI ants, and it falls flat because it's CGI. So you have the CGI monkey, you have the CGI ants. What was the first CGI thing? The gophers, gophers. right? Gophers. Anytime there's CGI, it just doesn't work for me. So what they should have done was had real killer ants. We'll have a different attack. Have a different creature. Yeah. Like you can find something else that's gross. You, know you, what I, you, know you what could I repeat snakes. It's been 19 years. I was watching that part. And it kind of made me want to watch The Mummy. Because, like, there's a scene in The Mummy where they the flesh-eating like, bugs. I was like, ooh, I kind of want to It kind of looked like now. The Mummy. But that's where that's where Putin gets killed, right? Doesn't he get yeah, taken yeah. down? I like that the ants just wanted one. Yeah, they just wanted one. Like, they get that Putin dude, and then they all go back into their anthill. Like, yeah, we're good. We they just needed a guy. They weren't I, hungry anymore. I'll feed them for a while. So we were watching it. <laughs> there's, like, millions of them. And there's the scene where yeah. the ant crawls up. <laughs> Curls up her leg, and and she puts her knees together, and it splashes. In this. And Audrey was like, "What is that?" I was like, "It's just a fucking camera trick. Yeah. Like that's it. It's just a camera trick. There's she, nothing special about that. She does not she command." An ant. Yeah. Um, and the like, ants also made a. This is just me being like nitpicky. They put the skull out right, and the ants won't go near the skull. They make a real wide berth on that skull, though. Like, they're really fucking avoiding they, that thing at they all They could have been chewing some ankles, to, I feel like. To the point that they're like, oh, there's a whole fight going on here? Let's not go anywhere near that right. skull. We'll I, give you guys enough room to battle. I took that yeah, as... Yeah, we'll take, we'll, we're going to eat the loser. Yeah. I took that as that Oxley was commanding them to form a circle. I don't think Oxley has control of the skull. I think the skull is just there. It's, like, in control of itself. I just like that they... They, they respected the rules of fight to the death, and they were like, we, we eat the loser. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you were in grade school, grade school and there was a fight, everybody just made a big circle yep. around it. The answer just like, all right, we're not going to interfere until this is over. Do you guys, wait, wait, shh, don't let anyone see. Don't let anyone see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, do you guys have anything else I've, about I've this fight scene? Real qu- no, I, real quick, Marion driving <laughs> off onto that tree that plants some foot fine in the water was so dumb to me. Where yeah. she she knew what she was doing. Yeah. yeah, that bothered me. And then the three waterfalls, they would die. 
Yeah, obviously. But obviously it's Indy, so I'm all right with that. The third waterfall, yeah. they fell hundred ta- feet. Indy takes his hat off and hugs it, though. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Because when they acknowledge how ridiculous the things they're doing are, yes. that's when I can get yeah. on board. It's like Fast and Furious. Yeah, no, so like Indy, the third, Indy literally takes his hat off and just hugs it. And I was like, okay, at least they know that this is And I liked, like, when they felt like when they came up out of the last one, like, Mutt was out of the car, like, he... Had to pull himself back on top of the, the hood and jump back into the seat. I was like, all right, so you made a big They did that every time. Did they do yeah, that every time? every waterfall, somebody fell out and they had to get... Which, my, the thing that shocked me is Oxley, who's crazy, never... Until the last one. He falls out in the last one and India has to go get him. But, like, yeah. he's never the one that falls out of the boat and they have to, like, be like, where the fuck's Oxley? Also, how, like, does he not, like, have, like, irritation around his crotch? He's wet in every single movie. And then they're dry like 15 minutes Me later. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> You're wet every movie too, Chuck. We can cut that. <laughs> I'm leaving could, that fucker I'd rather not. I'd rather not. That made me so horny. Um, <laughs> so I've then, had some rum. I don't really have much to add really towards the rest of this Hold movie. On. All right. What? Wait, so if we, can we just... I just want to run through my notes because st- I don't even know what I'm referring to. But this is how many twists and turns we have. I have another unexplained tribe. Then I have classic Mac, faster. Then I have classic fucking Mac. Then I have inconsistent magnetism because I still have a problem with that. And then I have in all caps classic Mac. Right. Because he turns fucking four <laughs> times in that. Whole well, thing. I just, I just bet I gotta get us to the point where they decide like, oh, this with the sand. I don't have anything until the sand. Until the what? Where they pull all the stuff out. Oh, and I, I'm whatever. further than the sand at this yeah. point. I just mean I, I don't remember what I was even, but. Once they get into that the, the the pyramid and Mac shows back up, it's just left it's, and right with that dude. Like I need to have a backstory need, if he's gonna twist and turn like you this. You need a magic eight ball. Like I just like I don't know what the fuck's going on. He ends as a hero, right? No, like, no, wink, no. He winks at Indy. He waits around he's to collect to the gold. Shit. Yeah. After he turning on them, he dies a piece of shit. He's the first one to no, dive no, out of the room. No, I agree. But then Indy's singing Joe, and he goes, hey, I'll be all right. Joe, you're starting a hashtag right now. What's that? Your hashtag right now is Max was a villain. This is the hashtag you're starting. Mac is a, Mac Mac. Is a villain. He's a villain, but Joe's saying he's not. Joe's saying he died what a hero. What was the wink? What was the wink was, I fucked you over 45 times in the last two <laughs> hours of cinema. I'm just, I just want the gold. Start. I will double down right now. <laughs> You're like... The, the movie implies that Mac is a hero on his deathbed by winking and saying, I'll be all right. Joe, what is he and doing I'm that's like, heroic? I'm like, I have no idea. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, so one, he's he has a clear... He turns on them. Then he has Five a fuck. Look at my notes. I can read how many classic for Macs the, I've had. For the, for the no, fifth time. At his last moment, they decided to say, Lucas is like, hey, we need to have him no, Joe. his wife and go, hey, Indy. Yeah. As, as he's stuffing his pockets full of gold. Hold on. Hold on. All he does, he stuffs his pocket with gold, and then he holds them up. He holds them up. He's not a good guy. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. Let me go. Hey, wink, 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 Indy. I'm a good guy now. Also, and like when they're in that room and like it's like the rotating door, he's like, ah, fuck, I see it. I'm not going to tell anybody else about this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> As in the past, he hadn't winked yet. It didn't matter before the wink. So be- before those two scenes, there's two things that I want to pull out, uh, which I feel one like of them we- better be your dick. It will be. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> Guilty pleasure of Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about this in any of the movies, but the infamous indie leg kick. The, when he's down on the ground and he kicks with his leg. 
That is a he is that does in that every movie. He does that does in like he, every movie. I've never noticed that once. And it's I know what you're talking about. Like he's on, he's like flat on his back and he kicks yep. up. Yep. And then um, when they get into the tomb, finally, like right before the tomb, he's like, "The aliens were archaeologists." <laughs> And, yeah. and they spent too much time in the library. Yeah, too much time in the library. And him saying that the aliens were archaeologists made me want to burn my TV. <laughs> my, my thing is, like, at that point, I've watched four movies of this, Indy. I don't know if you know what a fucking archaeologist is, because you're terrible at this job. They What they did is just collected things that they probably killed or fucked. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I don't know if that's what an archaeologist that's, is. That's why Indy cuts that mummy open so fast. <laughs> ditto. So then we. Then <laughs> I've we, seen you use ditto either in person <laughs> or on social media probably fourteen times in the last two days, and I'm a big fan that you're just really committed to ditto right now, and I like it a lot. Oh, so now we're into the point where I'm talking about another Star Wars reference, where Indy oh. straight up goes. I've got a I bad got, feeling about that. I was so excited at that point. Me too. I loved it. It was like isn't a classic he the, Isn't Han. he the first one to say it too? I think Han is Han's the one it's, who says it. It's Han's line. When I think yeah. of that line, it's Han. And then I got so excited when he said that. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'm cool with that. It's been, what, 30, 25 years yeah. since a Star Wars movie with him? Like, and then Star Wars were out then. Like him saying, I got a bad feeling if, about this. If really anybody doesn't cool know, one person in every single Star Wars movie says, I've got a bad feeling about this. And Harrison Ford as Han Solo is the first I think one it's to Han, say. I think it's Han I think in every movie that Han's in. Yeah, he's, it's always oh, him. Akbar. Well, Akbar says it. In I think Leia eight, says so, yeah. it in one of the movies too, in one of the original trilogy. I'm, I guess I'm we'll just have to rewatch. Akbar says it in eight. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, uh, Akbar does say, it. but I don't in eight. Han's not in eight. No, that's what I'm saying. Like Akbar I'm looking says this up. Oh, I'm just saying anytime that Han's in the movie, yeah, he's he's it. the one that says it. Correct, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking up right now. Uh, C-3PO says, says that at some point. I think Obi-Wan does, too. I've been kind of nerding about this. Maybe I'm wrong. And this is where they go into the room with all the other aliens, and they have to return the one skull. What do you got? So, this is where it loses me. Like, I was... I mean, I'm, I'm already lost from the monkeys and the ants and the fucking... Well, the knowledge and, is I treasure. Mean, just the, the... The only thing at this point in the film that's really holding me on is the the incredibly layered character of Mac. <laughs> classic, just, classic Mac. Yeah, classic Mac. And I think I have one more. I don't have classic I just Mac said, at the end. When him, Indy again saying an old man thing where knowledge, knowledge was their treasure. Yeah. But also they have a bunch of but gold. But that's afterwards. In, but also they have a bunch of gold sitting outside their throne. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But so I, I wrote this because now I was like, all right, I think I, I understand. I think I remember what my problem was, what nineteen-year-old me's problem was with the movie. And I Ooh. actually think at that point, I, I, I didn't mind the monkeys or the other things because it was like new and, and interesting. Because as far as Indy goes, so my issues aren't that it's aliens; it's more so the outlandish things that happen, and then the portal spaceship thing at the end. Yeah, that was. I said crystal skeletons would have been fine, and that's what we already said. Like it's, it's yeah. that like. Less is more situation. You put those skeletons in the room, and then you come up with some way where that whole place collapsed on itself. Yeah, I was, like they've done in every other movie, and nobody's yeah. ever going to see those skeletons again. And I'm good. I was thinking like maybe like if once they attach the skeleton, they all disintegrate it, and then the building started to disintegrate or something like. that. I would have been fine with they like light, and they just disappear, yeah. and then you say like, oh yeah, they were, they were from another dimension. But instead, you have they all fucking mesh into a CGI alien that looks like 
you, the like the the best friend on a Nick Jr. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have this fucking like spaceship take off or whatever it was. Like I don't even. It's a dimensional transport an interdimensional mm-hmm. transport that washed away its 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 footsteps and i'm assuming that though that that pyramid people didn't know was there so i guess they killed all those in those pyramid people I, they, from the water dumb. yeah all the fucking like the little tribe the new tribe that showed that up protected, I guess they're that was all protecting dead. the the el dorado but like airplanes exist at that point people have flown over this that's a huge fucking pyramid you could see that from an airplane yeah well, like, well, that's what they talk about on the way there. The, the, these, you could, the shit you can see from the air with the, was, or am I getting this confused with Last Crusade? I don't know. I think no, they, 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 they do cover this. Indy says they tried to find it years before and got like typhoid or something. In this he one, all the, no, he, in this movie, he, he says the people have gone tried to go there. To like he said, he tried there. to go there and he almost died. Yeah, this is the and this one died, they, they fly like, over and you can see like the drawings in the ground from up above, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, true. So they they already are doing that. But I'm saying like this is like a gigantic monument. So this, I wrote this would be the equivalent of if Raiders of the Lost Ark ended with them like just getting rid of the pyramids of Giza. <laughs> they, those just like collapse on themselves because of the arc the movie, they're in Egypt. The movie does it Indiana Jones bit where it kind of just ends. Oh, it, here, it has here. a super cheesy ending. I did us. have one more Mac note. I thought I did. I said, and this is the wink. This is that referring to the wink. I said, what a classic Mac move at the end. So sad we lost that character. I didn't know or care for. <laughs> <laughs> the wink. I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess he was maybe supposed to fill the void of Marcus. I, I really don't know. Well, no, because you have Steve like, Gorn as Marcus. He, he would have been like Salah. He's barely in it. But, but I then guess he's Salah. like, nah. Oh. I wish Salah was yes. in it because Salah's still alive. Yeah, I would have been all Salah, right. With that. Salah turned down the part. Did he, he really? really? He's supposed to be it in this It was not one? big enough. They offered him a part and he said it wasn't big enough. Well, at that point, he's like, he was fucking Gimli. Same, well, also same with uh, Sean Connery. They offered Sean Connery a cameo. Oh, I didn't know that. So instead, they just got a pick. They said, hey, if you don't want to do a cameo, can you send us a good headshot? (laughs) (laughs) Why do our guests always have way more Indiana Jones trivia than us? Because that's why we bring them on. They're always way more prepared. Because I don't do any research. I watch the movie. I'm a guest on a movie I haven't watched in 12 years. So I had to do some research. (laughs) I just watched the movie and pick it apart scene by scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're at the end. I write down the funny stuff with no context, and I'm like, hey, "Why did I write this? dance on your own time, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the podcast: "Dance on Your Own Time." Dance on Your Own Time, kid. Um, <laughs> Can we start a vote as well for if Mac is a hero or not? Yeah, that'll go out with this. Um, I mean, so yeah, there's the disintegration of the the pyramid. Yep. There's this disintegration of the pyramid, they and, go, it's, and the it's the marriage, which to me is so fucking cheesy. And like, but Indy's also calling Marion "honey" and "babe" so much in this movie, where, where he didn't really do that I, in Raiders. I hate Indy. Well, because they lead to that. Indy, Indy changes. Indy she, romance sucks always right, yeah. in all four movies. So when they're on the truck, he says, "Yeah." She goes, "You're telling me there weren't other women?" He goes, "There was a lot, of, a lot of women, but they never worked." And she says, "Why?" He's like, "Because none of them were you." It's like that idea that like he's loved her this whole time, but it just was never an option for him. Which so now that he now, and she like gives him like the huh, like the, you know like, oh you're so cute, Indy. Let me wear your hat. And he's like no, <laughs> anything but that. <laughs> 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 but uh, 
I can get behind that, but just like I wish the movie just would have ended with like not the marriage. I just didn't. I didn't fuck with the marriage because it's like Indy's like eighty-seven so years old. I don't know if Indy go to the hat thing, but I'm I broke. No, I broke shade. I broke Because I got real aggressive. Is that what got you? No. So my last, my last. So before well, we wait, because I want to talk about the wedding real quick. Go ahead. Mutt is the only one in the wedding party. Yes. How much are they <laughs> fucking losers? That like the only one. Like that was the first thing I thought. Like it's Marion and Indy. They have this. Literally a cast of people. Yeah, and that Indy, they know. And Indy talks about having friends like Mac. So yeah. I mean, I guess I guess Mac would have been Mac would have been, been the best man, but, but he then, sacrificed himself. But then he would have. But then he would have turned on Indy and, and fucked Marion. <laughs> yeah, but he would have winked at her afterwards. Yeah, would have been fine. And then I do Auto like throw agent <laughs> <laughs> because apparently a wink just makes you a good guy. I don't know. It's all about scenarios. Like Indy, look at all these children I killed. Wink. <laughs> you did it by accident. When Darth Vader throws the Emperor over the edge, he winks. You just can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did, and I remember liking this at the time. When the hat blows by Shia, and you think he's going to put it on, and then Indy grabs it. Like, I thought that that was a really... <laughs> no! Yeah! <laughs> no! I didn't put the hat! Anything but that, kid. I'm still fucking your mom. Yeah. Uh, I will, this is all I wear. This is one thing I will say. If they would have done an Indiana Jones series with Shia LaBeouf, I would not have seen it. I would now. At that at that point, maybe yeah. because Shia was like a high, like big time he wasn't, star. He wasn't intoxicated. He yeah. was at that too. But you mean like he was like a blockbuster movie kind he of guy? He was a blockbuster I mean, movie kind of I guy. Think I think I love Shia LaBeouf. I, I like Shia LaBeouf. I would have watched. It. I don't I know. I just did, I liked Mutt, but I was like, I don't think. I mean, obviously, they would have developed this character, but I mean. We're, we're talking. We, this is the problem we talked about in Raiders, where with recasting, where there's you can't. It's Indy is Harrison Ford, and that's it. Just but like I, that's why just I like was, Back to the Future is Back to the Future. I was all right with Shia if they had done that because it would have been this idea that like you would assume that Harrison Ford would have been in the movies. Yeah, yeah. In some kind but of also, way, and he's kind of like steering him. So like, if you want, if it's. It would be the equivalent of the the most recent and Joe, don't go off on a rant. The most recent Star Wars movie, yeah. where like you have, and the first one, Harrison Ford's there. He's like a guiding person, oh, or Luke is there as a as a as a, a like a mentor, but he's not like a main. He's a main focal point of the movie, but he's not the main character. It's not about Luke. It's about Ray. Where this would be about Shia. Balboa. But he, yeah, but here's the thing. Harrison loves Indiana. Like, he loves Indiana Jones the most. Yeah. Um, more than any other character. So I don't know if he would have wanted a full-blown Jun- Indy Junior series. But, yeah, I mean, that's... I would have been all right with it. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I know, what, what are your thoughts, Joe? Would you have liked Shia LaBeouf in an Indy, like, spin-off type situation? Ten years ago, no. But after the rewatch, yeah, I'm fine with it. Like I said, after the rewatch, my feelings on this movie changed pretty drastically in 10 years it's a, it's, a, it's a fine movie i enjoyed it i had fun it's long i won't watch it again tonight but it wasn't <laughs> i might as, check it, it out 10 years from now <laughs> maybe in 10 years i'll love it so <laughs> yeah right who knows so shane uh what? what's your takeaway from this movie takeaway yeah like what what do you think about this movie where does it line up in the indiana jones series for you uh probably third 
I feel like I mean nothing's gonna be worse than Temple of Doom. Yeah, now this it, this yeah. is better than Temple of Doom. Um, but it's not better than one and three. I would no. argue that the first I like the first hour of this movie better than a lot of Last Crusade. But I just think it falls flat at the end. It's yeah. definitely a lot faster than Last Crusade. Like, That's a lot what I mean. Of Last Crusade kind of dragged a little bit. You can tell that this came out 19 years later when, like, yeah. there was a different formula for movies. So, yeah. like, 80s movies are they're slow for it to an extent. Like, Back to the Future, there's 45 minutes in the middle where it's really just, slow. like, it's development. Really slow. That was just how movies were. So, like, I don't know. For me, I. I think it has, it definitely has moments or sequences that are, that put it at the top. Like it could, it has mean, really good parts. You mean the, the car chase in the jungle, right? Where they're sword fighting? No, I mean character wise. Like Mac is the best character in the series. Classic Mac. He's the most controversial. <laughs> I'm also really surprised that we didn't get an Indy 5 from this because of how well it did at the box office. I think well, it's we, coming. It is coming he means in like, like immediately, years. like right away. So what? Oh, gotcha. Do we know what Indy Five is going to be? Nope. Are you oh, guys saying Indy Five? I I feel like it's a racing movie that I'm not ready for. <laughs> the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah. That's how old Harrison Ford is. But uh, the Indy Five Hundred. <laughs> I uh, I don't think that they did an Indy Five because like right away because this did do well at the box office, but people were pissed about the aliens. Yeah. Like it got a lot of backlash. And I remember that. I guess my sign-off would be that if you didn't like Indiana Jones 4, it means you hadn't seen the first three in a few years. Well, it's also and like... What, it's the... It's, oh, sorry, Joe. It fits. No, but it, it fits. Like It feels like it does fit with the first three. Like it's. it's I remember I had watched the first three prior to... Like, I just rewatched. Oh, okay. And I, I, and I realized, I remembered leaving and being like, I fucking hate it. And I thought it was uh, aliens, and it's it yeah. wasn't the aliens, not the aliens that I hate. It's the CGI that I hate. So yeah, yeah. When, when I saw it, I just watched one, two, and three for the first time, I think, and I saw four, and I was like, it was fine, but it, it wasn't so good that I've watched it again because I haven't. Um, right. But I do think it's it's kind of got that that lore where it has such a big following, where it's kind of like on that Star Wars thing, where if you do something they don't like, they shit on it. When in reality, like if you look back and be like, oh, you know, it kind of makes sense. And yeah. um, he's fucking gone after Jesus artifact or like Christian artifacts twice. Yeah. That are crazy. So, but uh, like as, as a teaser, maybe to Star Wars, my overarching theory is that if you release Indiana Jones 4 or the new Star Wars trilogy now, 30 years ago, they would be considered the classics. But we look through everything nostalgic and like, like these movies are still great, but we compare them to um, our memories, which are kind of not always accurate. Like Indiana Jones has always been kind of silly, kind of funny, kind of outrageous. On not purpose. taking himself seriously. It, yeah. The, the problem that I have, because I agree with that wholeheartedly, and that Star Wars gets it worse than anything else. Yeah. Star Wars gets bashed so much that it needs to just people just need to lay the but fuck up, man. Like chill out. I have a problem with that yeah. because okay, sure, the one movie kind of sucked, but it's a Star Wars it's, it's Star Wars movie in our lifetime that we get to go see in the movie theater. That's what shut right. the fuck up and enjoy it. And, and at the bottom, at the end of the day, these are kids' movies. They're kids' movies. Yeah. But like, so what, what I was going to say yeah. is like, 
Star Wars gets bashed, but Star Wars is much more CGI. Is Joe cracking up? Yeah. <laughs> I take it back. The, the, the title of the episode is Shut the Fuck Up yeah, and Enjoy Yeah, I was going to say, Shane, said, <laughs> Shane said Shut the Fuck Up and Enjoy and I watched Joe break a little bit. You're like the fourth person that has said, like, Shut Up and Enjoy It. Like, but it's a Star Wars movie. Exactly. Like, I've definitely yeah. said that before. My it's, issue with Kingdom Skull... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Full Kingdom, thing this Kingdom, time. Kingdom, Kingdom Skull. Skull. <laughs> yeah. Not that it doesn't do the nostalgic things, because I think it does those very well. I think the fact that it came out in 2008, and they were like, look at all these things we can now do mm. that we couldn't yeah. do with technology before. Uh, but I didn't want them to do that. Like, I don't want that yeah. stuff. I don't need a nuke to go off in an indie movie. Yeah. No. I don't need Shia LaBeouf to swing on vines with monkeys. I don't need any of that stuff. <laughs> That's what... I want the I want and that's my issue with the and we've said it like four times now. The less is more appeal. We're like, yeah, there was a fucking knight who was seven hundred years old in the last crusade, but it was a guy. Yeah. It was an actor yeah. and he was just kinda dusty and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's I agree, Bob, hundred percent. And I think the the reason is that like Crystal Skull mimicked and gave a lot of reference and and did a lot of things that the original indie trilogy did for a 2008 audience is not expecting that, not expecting that cheesiness, that campiness. And they kind of were, we're in the year where the dark Knight comes out where we're expecting, I'm not saying expecting, but we want more grounded stuff where this, this idea of campy and outlandish and silly might not fly. And I'm curious to see how people react to Indy 5 if we ever get it because, I mean, it's they keep pushing yeah, we, it back. They're supposed to start filming it like two months from now, but with Corona, like, they just keep push, pushing it back and I don't know. Right? Change it. Like, the, the, main, the main actor is the uh, tar, target demographic of COVID, so who yep. knows when they're going to film that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like worried something could happen to Harrison Ford. I like that. I like that you're giving COVID a, car, a target demographic. <laughs> Like it's right. a, like it's a like it's a prime time <laughs> network show. It's like it's on. We try to put it on after yeah. the Big Bang Theory, yeah. but if, before. If Co- All right, so for the record, and people get mad at this, and this might be controversial. If coronavirus was a TV Here sitcom, it would air at eight o'clock on Monday on CBS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not taking that back. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm wrong for saying that. Like that's who it wants. It wants my parents. It wants sixty-year-old people who are like, "That's a funny joke." And we're just, I think it's just where we're going to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> we, can't, we can't top that. Hot take, hot take: COVID nineteen is actually a TV program. Any hot takes to make before we end up, Shane? Not really. Just Not really? I, I don't. I don't remember why I hated this movie so much when I first saw it. I didn't. I didn't hate. It. I, Sorry. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's a fine. It's yeah. To me, it really did nothing, it's, but I didn't hate it. It's not the worst indie movie because Temple of Doom exists. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't remember why I, I liked Temple of Doom. That's <laughs> me the bigger. The whole takeaway from these four movies that we just watched is like I remember enjoying Temple of Doom at one point in my life, because and we I can't kids. figure out why. I think it's, it's short round. That's all it is. I think it's because we were kids too. Which, um, right. if you haven't finished our Temple of Doom episode, go back and finish it, because at the end, there's a fantastic Short Round song. Uh, it's all about the adventures of Short Round. Do you think they would stop halfway through the Temple of Doom episode and then start listening to this one? No, I'm just saying people don't finish. <laughs> yes. People don't finish. So yes. Why would they finish this one, though? But, um, uh, Joe, any hot yeah, takes? Why would they have gotten this far? 
No, no, no hot takes. Uh, sorry that I was shouting. I, um, I'm in quarantine, and a little bit drunk, and happy to talk to people. So I got two hours. Well, Joe, you are a, always uh, welcome. Yeah, yeah. I have a very angry fiance downstairs who I told this this take about an hour, and now we're on hour two and a half. Yeah, when you said when you said what it's like an hour, I was like, uh, no. So like, so like when you're when you're doing it live. Yeah, it's usually like you can get away with saying like it's two hours because they're like setting up the pr- they're setting stuff up and then we have to like stop and start and things like that. Now that we've been doing it like remotely. This is probably yeah. the fastest one we've done. Yeah, like they, some that, of these have taken yeah. us like three hours to get done because like we'll lose all of our. Yeah, it, usually when I was remote, it, my Wi-Fi would cut out and then that would add like an hour oh, to it. So if you're gonna if you're out. gonna do another remote one, just let your fiance know. It's probably a two-hour well, process. If Taylor, you guys look back t- at the video of this, if it's filmed, at the uh, fencing in the jungle part, I turn off camera and point to my watch as she's yelling at me. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. You know I what? Next next up. time, tell her it's going to be four hours. And then <laughs> right. when it's only two, she can be like, oh my god, you cut it early? And be like, yeah, so babe, quick. I did that for you. Joe, all you got to do is say, hey. Now, all you have to do, honestly, you go down there right now and you say, listen, and you just wink at it. And then she's going to be like, oh, wait a second. You're a good guy, aren't you? You're a good you? guy. You're fine. Um, <laughs> my right, t- try it. But you got to be stuffing your pants full of gold when you do it. Man, I tried to sign off right there and couldn't figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. My takeaway from this is that one of the biggest things I think with the last ones that worked really well is that you don't see the end game where this one, you see the aliens. And I think that kind of fucks it up. But, um, Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, Joe, it's been a great pleasure, and we cannot wait to have you back for an eventual Star Wars episode. Yes, I'm going to make sure that happens. I'm yes. going to make sure that happens. I'm ready. Uh, remember to rate, like, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms and podcast platforms. And uh, thank you for joining us for this and Indiana Jones rewatch plug, series. Plug Lunch Money Quizzo. And plug in Lunch Money Quizzo and uh, my friend Kingsley Song Honey. At the very least... Follow Lunch Money Quizzo on Twitter because it's a good follow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be dead in the water by the time this comes out. That's what I'm saying. But at least follow your at least follow your quit your your Twitter. It's at least entertaining. All that's, right. that's month twelve of quarantine. We're dead. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. See you guys. All right. Bye. <laughs>